Hey, girl. How are you? Girl, I'm sitting up here with my tea, so you know I'm good. I got my tea. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Okay, so that soundbite should give you an indication about how this episode is going to go down. Hi, friends. My name is Michelle, and today I am chopping it up with Sister on the Move. She is located in Los Angeles, and she's fabulous. I love chatting with her. So without further ado, let's get to it. But first, Sister on the Move, tell us where we can find you. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Sister, S-I-S-T-A, on, O-N, The Move. Uh, That is my handle on IG. I'm still working on the Facebook version of Sister on the Move. Right. But definitely most, most, all of my current stuff will be found on, on Instagram, for sure. Right. Now you and I have we connected a little I want to say a little over a year ago on yes yes on Instagram yes and you've been to so many places and I when I was going through your gallery I was just amazed by all the cool places that you've been so share with us how many countries you've been to so far um so far I've only been to about thirty six countries and that sounds really arrogant as I said it um. I guess sometimes, yeah, I tend to feel like I'm a baby traveler compared Uh, uh, to other travelers that I've encountered, whether it's out in the world somewhere or just people on on Instagram that I've, you know, like yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, I become very vested in their page and where they're going or where they plan to go once um, we're we're clear to kind of freely move about the country again or around the world, Mm -hmm. I should say. Um, because to be honest with you, before 2012, I had only been to four countries, Mm. um, Barbados, because my parents are from there and I am a, uh, citizen of descent. So I had been there multiple times. Right. Um, and I had been to England once Mm. I had been to Canada, our our Northern neighbors, uh, twice. And Mm -hmm. I did one trip, uh, to Mexico. So it wasn't until 2012 when I finally, decided to come out of my shell, so to speak. Right. And just sort of see, okay, can I actually do this? Can I go to other countries uh, by myself? Should I go to other countries by myself? Right. So tw- yeah. So 2012 was like my, was my breakout year for wow. me. Yeah. So I'm late to the game compared no, to you know, many others. I, I could say the same too. I, I haven't been to as many countries as, as you have. And I think, like you said, we we become so so wrapped up sometimes in what other people are doing on Instagram, other travelers. That when we look at how many countries they've been to, oh yeah, we we start to feel like okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, need to step, I, I need to step, I need to step up my up. game. I need to step up my game. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, even if they're not on Instagram, I've just met travelers that I mean, there's one woman I know specifically, another sister who mm-hmm. is on the move. Um, wow. uh, and I met her going to South Africa three years mm-hmm. ago. Then we met up again the following year in Greece and, and in uh, Bosnia. And yes. she's been to over 80 countries. And I was like, well, how did you, you know, pull that off? And, you know, I have to look at, there's an age difference between us, mm-hmm. uh, between this lady and myself. That's one. Number two, she lived uh in London at one point and I think you know when you live in in London or you're based out of London 
I mean, it's a great place to be able to branch out to like to Europe, True. if you think True. about it. You Very know? easy to move around. Very easy to move around. So she, you know, had that, you know, to her advantage. And to be honest, I guess I've always was curious about other countries, but it always came down to finances. Yeah. Um, it also came down to um, my own fears. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fear of being out in the unknown, if you will. I think, right. um, you know, um, I think the internet uh, has made it feel like it's not so far away anymore. Everybody right. to me feels closer. That's so true. Social media has definitely made it possible to even think about wanting to go to certain places. Yes. Um, so in that sense, I, I, I have to say social media is a great tool to expand our minds and and and, and help us to, to step outside of our comfort zone. You mentioned fear, which I wanted to touch on because a mm-hmm. lot of people, and I think a lot of particularly melanated people are afraid to travel to certain regions in the world, like maybe certain parts of Europe. Definitely. Um, and I know you have been to um, certain regions that you may have had reservations about at first, but once you got there, it was all good. You, you felt comfortable, the people were welcoming. And so I was wondering if you can touch on that a little bit. Yeah, um, absolutely. If I'm going on a flight to Barbados, I'm really not worried, I'm excited. Right. Um, right. When I first went to England, even though I was going to be picked up by an uncle, I had you know aunts and uncles, all of whom were alive at that time. I still was nervous. Mm. You know, it, it was my it, not because of how I was going to be perceived as a person of color, as a black woman. I think it was more. This is my first time flying solo. You know, yeah. there's no there's no parental unit that's like handling everything. Right. Um, you know what I mean. So there's there's always a bit of anxiety, I think, for me um, mm-hmm. when I fly. But to to add to your question, there were definite countries that in, in Europe where I was sort of like, hmm, how this gonna go down? You know, <laughs> um, is it gonna be cool, or you know, am I gonna be followed, or am I gonna right. get screamed? I mean, I didn't, you know, I never know what to expect. And I would say, overall. Um, my experiences have been very, very positive. Um, mm-hmm. And I find that, and I've traveled two different ways in Europe. So the first time I actually started to really do Europe, I mm-hmm. went on a on a group travel with um, Trafalgar Tours. So somebody's okay. telling me like where we're going, you have this amount of free time, this, 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 and this. And I, and I met the most wonderful fellow travelers and I'm still in touch with several of them. And mm-hmm. I'm the tour tour leader like that's like my sister from another missa you know I I adore her so the first time I went through Europe I felt like oh safety in numbers so to speak Mm -hmm. but I did wander around um the cities the different European cities by myself before we would meet up with the group and um for the most part people would wave um Mm -hmm. you know there was a woman in one European country that did try to touch my hair which, Ugh. you know, don't touch a sister's hair. I, you know, I know. You, don't, <laughs> you don't know me. I don't know you. You know, don't, don't roll up on a sister and try to touch her hair. It's not, it's not a good look. Um, right. So that was a little annoying. But I think 
once I had done the group tour, I sort of felt that I can do this on my own. So, you know, um, the following year, um, I went solo to India. And Ooh. yeah, and so I thought, okay, I can do this. Um, and I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be very honest. For India, at first I thought I could get a group tour, but the time mm-hmm. of year I was going, there are no tours because the, wow. yeah, because the temperatures are extremely high. So I, I wanted to, to go back to India for a second, mm-hmm. because you mentioned that there were no tours available because no, of the weather. No, not that time of very year. Hot. Yeah, not that time of year, because I went in May. Um, okay. after, you know, after I went on, on break from work, um, mm-hmm. and I had known someone else that had gone in May and they, you know, again, cause we're on the same schedule. And, right. and so as I was reaching out to different companies, I thought, okay, do you guys have a trip going to India? Uh, these are the dates I'm thinking of going. And they were like, oh no, that's not the time to go mm-hmm. to India. We suggest you go to Southeast Asia. But not no, not mm. not right now. And I was like, well, this is the time I have, um, right. you know. And then, uh, you know, I through speaking with people that had that had gone the same year I went, and then speaking with my friend who had gone seven years prior to me going, I got some knowledge there. And I also I did you mm-hmm. know a lot of research, and I used um, various. Uh, TripAdvisor advice (laughs) so that I could figure out like where to stay, um, where do I feel safe? And I have to tell you, I never felt safer in Mm. India. Uh, Wow. Yeah. The first uh, hotel I went to was called the Leela Mumbai. And it's about Mm. 30 minutes um, from the Mumbai airport, 30 to 45 minutes. And, you know, we drove up and the gates open and they immediately check the hood and the trunk of the cab driver's car. Mm-hmm. You get to the hotel itself, your luggage is scanned, like you're going through the airport and then you yourself wow. are wanted or, you know, as if you were going like through TSA basically. Right, and, right. Yeah, and because they knew I was a solo female traveler, they made it a point in, in I've, I would say in the majority of places I stayed that I was like on an upper floor, I could be on a floor mm. with other women, um, like flight mm. attendants, perhaps, um, or other or right. other female travelers that are in India at that time, um, right. which I thought was great. So I always felt I felt very, very safe there. And when I did uh, the Golden Triangle, I had a driver that took me to all three points that make up the Golden Triangle, um, Agra, wow. J- uh, Jaipur, the Pink City and Delhi. And he was from Delhi. So with him and then the different guides I had each day, I, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm good. Like, it was weird. When I went to India, I almost felt like I had been there before. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds insane, but I think it might be because it was always on my bucket list. Um, it was mm-hmm. a place I wanted to go to since the second grade. Um, you know, I had a teacher, Mrs. Choda, who was from India. Mm-hmm. And she was sort of like the, te- she was the teacher that kind of got me, that turned the light on where I wanted to learn. And right. if that makes any sense. And yeah. No, perfect. Yeah. yeah. And she wore the, you know, the beautiful saris. And I thought, oh, I, I really want to go where Mrs. Choda is from. So, right. yeah. And, you know, and I have a, I had a dear friend in high school who was also from India and I had been to her home, sat in her home, you know, with her mom and stuff. 
And so I sort of felt like, um, I felt like, I don't know, I just felt like a kindred spirit, if you will, to India. Yeah. I don't know if it's because we have, um, with the Caribbean, the West Indies and the East Indies having a similar uh, history with uh, England. Right. I think, you know, that kind of, yeah. you know, that plays into it, yes. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of East Indians in in the Caribbean. You exactly. know, there are a lot of East Indians. Exactly. Right? So that connection is yeah. there. Yeah, it was, um, it is an experience that I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Like, I'm glad there was, I didn't go with a, a group. I, I really am because I, mm. I, I felt like going to Asia, I mean, I mean, you know, it's, it's not like going to Europe. There were, you know, I had to get a visa. I had to follow, right. you know, the suggestions of the CDC in terms of inoculations. Um, all of that, mm-hmm. I felt the payoff was, was amazing. Um, and it's a country I would totally go back to and I want to see more of because two, yeah, because yes. two weeks is, you know, it's, that's nothing when you go to India. Now, I've been watching uh, two programs I've been watching, The Spanish Princess okay. and The Crown. Um, now, The Spanish pr- uh, Princess is, is um, set in the days of King Henry VIII, and there are a lot of scenes in Scotland. And so through watching that program, I got, you know, a little bit more details about Scotland's yeah. history and just knowing that you've been there and, and seeing your photos is just on my list of places to visit as well. And um, the, I know you've been to yes. Wales. Yeah. And I've also been watching The Crown. I've been, been watching that on Netflix. You know, I can't get on a plane right now. So I Girl, have to watch I feel you know, you. these programs yeah. that just transport I'm right there with you right places, now. I'm so. right there with you. I was watching the great British baking yeah, so show. I, so, yeah. So I could hear the accents. Yes. Yeah, totally. And I know, and I know yes. you've been to Wales. So if you can briefly tell us about your experience there as well and, and what city, you know, interesting things to do, points of interest that people, because Wales, I, you know, I don't hear too many people yeah, talking about going to going Wales. To um, yeah, well, last year, uh, my friend Ruth had graduated with her master's and she wanted to do something mm-hmm. to celebrate that, of course. And so I said, well, if you're, if you think about going to the UK, I already, I've already booked a ticket um, and we could do some things mm-hmm. together if you want. So she took me up on it and I said, let's do Wales. I've never, I've never gone. Um, she obviously had never been. So I thought it'd be a cool country that we could um, experience together. And right. And right. so we went into Cardiff, the capital. And um, again, mm-hmm. we were like, okay, is there, uh, are there going to be some of us or, you know, what, how, how's, how's it going <laughs> to go down here? And I have to tell you, Cardiff is one of the, one of the most diverse cities I've been in. And we went into a pub mm-hmm. to get some lunch and there was a sister up in the pub, you know, working out. Yeah, I was like, I read hey, that. I read it to that hey, very diverse. Yeah. Um, I was excited. <laughs> so Cardiff, uh, which is uh southern Wales, very different to northern Wales, which we did not get to. Uh so unfortunately I have not seen mm. the astounding views that I've heard so much about. Um, we were only in Wales for a couple of days, and it was a local that um we talked about going to see Cardiff Castle. And this one local overheard us at the mm-hmm. hotel and he, and he said, you know what, don't waste your time with that. You want to go to Caffili Castle. 
And we were like, okay. So it's um, about a, I don't know, maybe a 20 minute train ride from uh, Cardiff to Caerphilly. And Caerphilly Castle is Mm -hmm. so much fun. Um, It kind of gave me that Game of Thrones vibe. So I, yeah, so I was like riffing off on all that. I mean, you you, kind of had to. Um, I found Mm -hmm. um, that as I was on the grounds before we went to the actual castle itself, uh, there were, again, locals that mm-hmm. would, you know, we start talking and they were also recommending other towns, close by towns that, you know, my friend and I should check out. Honestly, I should have been in Wales maybe five or six days, if you want to know the truth. Um, so yeah. it's definitely a country that I would definitely go back to. Again, uh, when we were mm-hmm. in Caerphilly, uh, there we were trying to figure out where to eat. And because um, the one place that we saw, I just was like, no, nah, I don't really think I want to go there and this woman that again mm-hmm. didn't know us um said can I be of assistance and we were like um yeah we're looking for a place to eat so she recommended this uh restaurant and it had this beautiful view of the castle mm-hmm. and we, we were only like the only there were wow. very few people because it was past lunchtime but not quite dinner time and so we got to talk to the mm-hmm. people that worked at the restaurant and, you know, looking at, you know, when people started telling me, oh, we got relatives that look like you, I was like, what? You know, you know, and, <laughs> and so you can't judge a book by its cover. Yes. Cause we tend to, when right, we travel, right. we tend to come with our own insecurities, our own fears, our own, like, True. you know, you know, True. very We're so much so. Off. We, um, right. So you, so and, you have to, yeah you really have to kind of like drop, drop all that. If you really want to ex- really have a good experience and, and really, really learn. I mean, yeah, you could right. go to countries and take pictures of, you know, the Eiffel tower, big Ben, etc. But if you want to go deeper mm-hmm. um, and it's something that I, I have to keep telling myself, I have to let my guard down in order to right. really experience the country full on. We can't, sit and do comparisons with you know where you're from Mm -hmm. in comparison to where you are it defeats the purpose right it it really does um i totally would go back to wales in a heartbeat definitely covid19 motivated many of us to explore our own city i found myself in little havana this summer And prior to 2020, I really didn't have a desire to explore Little Havana. And I know that sounds terrible, but the truth of the matter is many of us really don't consider getting to know more about where we live. Um, I think the excitement of getting on a plane and going to someplace else, um, it's intriguing. It, It stimulates us and and we want to go out and travel more but COVID really for me it helped me to develop a greater appreciation for South Florida and to explore more there's just you know we're more than beaches and palm trees Um, there are plenty of museums plenty of public art plenty of murals I mean you could spend a whole day in Wynwood and Bat Village just you know browsing around and and looking at murals this year has really taught me a lesson about being open-minded in my own city 
this year, I saw a lot of people showing us their own backyard. And, you know, the thing is, oh, I've yes. always wanted to get there, but I yep. but I, I haven't. Now they have. You know what I mean? And, I, mm-hmm. and the same, same for me as well. Um, I think that's what COVID did. I think COVID kind of made us kind of go, okay, what exactly do we have here? Let's not take it for granted um, and, and explore it right. since we have been dealt this hand until, you know. Right. And I think if it's one positive thing to come out of COVID is the fact that people are more yes. engaged in their cities and they're touring their cities and they're pumping yeah. money into their cities and being local tourists and just coming together. And small businesses. Small Absolutely. Businesses Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. So I think on that, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, it, it's a, it's a definite plus. It's something that benefited, you know, small communities and even where you're at now in LA, I know right now you guys are yeah. experiencing another lockdown, but you know, prior to that, mm-hmm. you were able to move around a little bit and discover some places never, that been, never to, been to before. Knew it was there, didn't oh. know it was there. Like, oh, this is here. Oh, yeah. Okay, LA, I didn't know. <laughs> um, you know, I know there are plenty of travelers that are willing to take the test. I have to say that okay. right now I'm not. <laughs> and then that's why I haven't been on a plane because, of course, I can travel to mm-hmm. the Caribbean and certain other places but for me right now I personally just choose just to not take the test right now or the vaccine for you know if one is approved I gotta just yeah. wait and see I, I understand, um, I understand. What happened I'm, I'm on a wait and see with the vaccine as well I want to see what the side effects are I want to know how it affects people of color since COVID itself uh, affects us differently and actually in some ways a little worse I think than maybe some other groups of people um so mm-hmm. i have no problems taking a test but my thing is is that i've i've taken a test and i'm sitting next to you on the pl- on the plane i, I mean did every- everybody take the test mm-hmm. or is everybody waiting till you get to the destination where they will yeah. give you a test depending on where it is you're going you know these these, mm-hmm. these are the things that kind of go through my it's, mind yeah, um so to be honest right, um right. i'm i'm waiting it out to see how if this vaccine is as effective as they are saying it is travel you know the industry as a whole i think it's changed some Mm -hmm. and i think you you and i have discussed this before it's become more competitive i feel like people are they're so competitive with what they're doing that i the whole essence of what traveling is really about, I think, is is just gone to some, de- <clears throat> excuse me, to some degree. So what I want to do is just bring that essence of just being authentic and traveling with the intent to enjoy where you are and, and immerse yourself in the culture and have a great time, whether, you know, as opposed to just saying, well, I've been to yeah, I totally know what you're Look saying. At me. Yeah, I, to- I you know totally, what I'm saying. I totally agree. I'm always. <laughs> um, I have to say though, I am quite amazed at people that do all 197, six, seven, uh, six countries. I mean, I it's, it's it's it's, yeah. it's courageous. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. You know. Um, but I I I, I have some yeah. questions though. When I would ask said people about certain countries mm-hmm. that I know with a U.S. passport, 
might be a source of contention. No one has told me, like, would tell me exactly what mm -hmm. they did to get the visa to go mm -hmm. to said country. I'm like, what, what is it? Is it like a state secret? Right. Like, it's no, like they go. don't want you I to went, go. But you are not allowed to. It's like, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm curious. You know what I mean? You went to Yemen. You know, um, you went to Syria. You went right. to I mean, just certain countries. Because these are countries I, I have a very, I'm very interested in seeing it. But my question is, again, um, how does one get the visa? How much is the visa? I mean, I can look up how much the visa right. is. Like, how do I have to have a tour guide the entire time? How did you do this? And it's like, well, then why are you posting? Right. Like, tell us how it how it's done. I mean, if you're mm. going to be, what's the process? Right. So that what's the process? Know, right. We that are following you were like, okay, well, this is what they did. So I'm gonna. I mean, I appreciate people that share the information more more so. Like, you know, there was this one brother. Mm -hmm. Um, that went to Russia and he actually had on mm -hmm. YouTube what step-by-step step, like what he did in order to fill out the visa because it's, it's quite a, a complicated process it's not as simple as say some other visas right so I was like oh right. this, this, this is helpful you know I think we need to not be so um, competitive I mean you know and just kind of like share the info share the info yeah, you Fair. write these like long Fair. captions about, oh, well, you know, it was this and it was this and you can do this and this is, okay, great. I'm glad I know you did all these things in this particular country, but how did you get in? You know, and I'm asking as a fellow right. American, because, you know, those are the ones that, I, that I've been following that have done, you know, all of the countries of mm -hmm. the world, if you will. Um, so it's a bit, it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit annoying. Right. You know, you, you mentioned Russia and that is a country that I want to visit as well. I've heard, like, I was watching a documentary on mm -hmm. RT the other day on YouTube, and I was surprised to learn that there is, there's a pop, you know, a huge population of Black people who might, who actually migrated to from Russia Africa? in the 1930s. And from the States. From here, from the States. Yes, girl. Yes, I have to send you that link. It was very, very insightful, and 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 their wow. descendants now live there. Um, a couple of them moved back here, but some still live there. They speak Russian. They, I mean, it was so amazing, and it was mind blowing to me um, because I know of a couple of people who who mm -hmm. have been to Russia, who are melanated people, and have been to Russia, and both. You know, yeah. the experiences. I've were heard great. that. I've heard that. They too, had no issue. Uh, oh, I've read so, it um, from a couple of, you know, people of color that mm -hmm. have gone to Russia because I was like, this, well, um, yeah, I want to go. I want to see a ballet. You know, I want to try some <laughs> vodka, some caviar. Um, and the architecture looks stunning, you know. Yeah. In St. Petersburg and Moscow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I'm dying to see it. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, again, like, you know, the fear starts to come in and it's like this. OK, put on a big girl pants on, put your big and girl I pants think on. That is a huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge concern. People just you hear so much from our media about different countries, but you only getting one side of the story. So unless you go out there and you you kind of put in your mind and say, you know what, I want to see for myself. You won't, you would, you'd never really know until you I go to these places completely and, and experience agree them for with yourself. that statement. Um, because I got a lot of flack for going to India. 
And then I started posting pictures, you know, I think it was more Mm. out of concern. And I was sort of like, well, I'm going, you know, I'm going to do me. And so I started posting pictures, um, you know, the different cities and people were like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I didn't expect. Well, dang, I didn't know. it could." I'm like, yeah, you you can't just go by the one sided media point of view. It's not until we are there and we know for ourselves. Um, And again, I'm not saying, um, I mean, if you don't feel comfortable flying that far or going that far i respect that too but let let us not make uh an assumption right uh, about a country until we've actually gone i don't do well with travel shaming now what i mean by that is a couple of things mm. um, one yeah. when a person of color is asking in a group how are how will i be received when i go to this country don't Please don't white explain it to me because this is something that people of color are going mm. to ask. And I, you know, it's, 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 it's habit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're going to ask that question. I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate that. I also don't appreciate if because I am black, mm-hmm. I must only go to countries where there are black people. Um, of course I want to go to countries where there are black people. Mm-hmm. It's it's easier but don't right, right. shame me because I went to some European countries as well. Cause that has happened to me in a group on Facebook. Um, that pisses me off. Right. You know, if right. you're saying you're, you know, um, yeah. travelers of the world, well, the world has 196 countries, you know, we know 54 are in Africa right. and we know we have several in the Caribbean and you know it's just I think we need to be again more open-minded the other thing I can't stand with travel shaming is when um I only travel this way I only travel backpack and solo or I only travel luxury or I only travel I only travel in groups it's like however you travel do it it doesn't matter how you do it if you're doing it good Mm -hmm. on you you know what I mean that that that's the thing that kind of uh, right, chats me a little right. bit that I've noticed sometimes in in the community where you know you're expressing mm-hmm. um, your thoughts on a particular country and you get clapped back. Like, why would you go there? That you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So before we continue with this episode, I want to point out that there was a slight delay during the recording process, which makes it sound like we were speaking over each other. So just in case you picked up on that, I wanted to clarify what was going on um, during the second half of this this episode. Um, But before we move on, I want to send out a big congratulations to Passport Heavy, who made their national television debut this week on Noor TV. So big shout out, big congratulations to Passport Heavy. And I look forward to seeing what they have in store for us on a national level. So moving on to Sister on the Move, she has a very important question for the travel industry. We spend Black people alone in 2018, I think we spent $63 billion in travel. Somewhere up in there. So yeah, somewhere up in there. Obviously, somebody's spending (laughs) money somewhere. We are spending our money. So can we get to see for a change 
somebody that looks like us on the TV going to these countries. And, I, and I'm not shading <laughs> any of the more popular hosts. I mean, my favorite, favorite, favorite travel host of all time was the late Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, I mean, you know, we have the, you know, the whole <laughs> the New York thing, thing, the whole yeah. like, this is what it is. You don't like what I got to say. Oh, well, I totally mm-hmm. relate to that. I'm, you know, I subscribe to that kind of persona. But it's like, you know, but again, I would like to mm-hmm. see it where we've got, you know, someone of color that's out there and and talking about what it is like from their point of view. What it, you know what I mean? Because we only because all the times when right. I see a lot of these shows, it's like, well, it's it's in Europe. Um, you know, Bourdain, of course, branched out to a lot of other places, which mm-hmm. was great for me, for me to get research. But I just want to yeah, see someone yeah. that looks like us for a change. Now, I want to mm-hmm. touch on, on Anthony Bourdain uh, for one second. Um, so my question is, when you're traveling, are you, would you consider yourself to be a foodie? Are you going to, with the intention to Most try definitely. out different Most definitely. Of food, um, different cultures? Girl, you said food. Or is it more- okay. Um, okay. I don't play when it comes to the food. Um, you know, uh, when I first went to Scotland, actually, I'll jump there because they have this national dish called haggis and it's made up of, um, uh, well, like it has like pig, pig, I think it's pig organs, like the, like the liver, the heart, you know, organs that I don't, I've, I've never really, some of those workers I have had. So, you know, I I went into um, this restaurant that was Mm -hmm. recommended to me by the tour guide of the day. And she says, you got to try their haggis. So I order salmon and I order some haggis with some turnips and I think maybe potatoes. And I don't know, but for some reason, girl, I could barely get to that haggis. Like Mm -hmm. I kept looking at it and going, okay. Um, but, but, you know, and, and, and it was funny because I guess the people in the restaurant that worked there were watching me study the haggis. Yeah. And then they came over and it goes, everything all right. And I go, everything's fine. Wow. You know, I will pay for this. I just, I'm trying to wrap my head around like what makes up <laughs> Miss, yeah, right, up that dish. Right. And they were so sweet. It. They were so kind. And the place is McKay's, uh, by the way, if anybody ever goes. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yes, mm-hmm. I am about the food. It gets a little... Mm-hmm tough sometimes when I'm in countries where um, pork is like a big uh, component of the cuisine. It, get, it gets a little tough like that, but um, I definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely, definitely yeah. am, I'm about the food. And there were some countries where I was like, oh, we don't have this back home. Can I, how, how do we make this? Because they don't make it like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm spoiled from a lossy. After having a lassi in Varanasi, yeah. I don't order the lassis in the United States anymore. A true, a true lassi mm-hmm. is totally, di- you know, totally different to what we're getting wow. here in the states. I can assure you, it's right. more like a meal. Right. Um, yeah, all about the food, all about it. Oh, girl, thank you so much. This is just, again, this is such a lovely thank you. conversation. Thank you for having I, me. I appreciate thank it. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Yay! Um, and you've made it very it's funny. Uh, I don't always, I don't always get that. It's, it's very you know, easy to talk to you. I get, I get intimidating a lot. To talk to you. Like, yeah, I get like, you know, well, five foot two. Like, how depends. can I be intimidating? 
Really? Yeah, I get that a lot. Um, maybe it's because I have, you know, the rest. Oh my goodness. You know, the rest in B face. Um, most times, so I wow. don't. I'm not that approachable. So I've I've gotten that a lot. Oh, you're so intimidating. Really? I'm five foot two. What can I do to you? You're six foot three. <laughs> for Christ's sake. I mean, I don't get it. Yes, but I want to <laughs> say thank you so much for having me on here. What an episode. I want to thank Sister on the Move for joining me on this episode. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in this week. And if you don't mind, if you can do one out of the two things that I'm about to mention, or maybe both, that would be great. Number one, if you can think of someone who will enjoy my chat with Sister on the Move, please share this episode with them. And number two, please leave a message. If you just want to say hello, if you have feedback, please leave a message. I would love to hear from you. Until the next time, stay curious and stay safe.